Hey everyone, welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. I'm actually really excited for this episode. And if you played Toontown back in the day, you're going to be really happy too, because the person that we're talking to today is actually a partner and was partnered with Toontown content. That's pretty much all he streams. He kills it. And it's really fascinating to see a game that you played like so long ago, and it's still got a community now. That just blows my mind. So we're going to meet Smirky, and I will talk to you all after the episode. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to the Stream Coach Podcast. Today with me, I have a Twitch and Discord partner who is doing something really unique and building themselves in a very interesting space. What's up, Smirky? Hello. How's how's everyone doing today? How, how are you, Ashney? Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's so good to have you. I'm doing fantastic. Thank you. That's Just good. hit 1K subs. It's fine. It's Yay. fine. <laughs> so happy for you. <laughs> <laughs> Not freaking out. Totally normal. Everything um, is fine. Right? Everything is fine. <laughs> So I'm really excited to have you on the show. We've been trying to do this for a while now. We have. And you've you've been hanging out with us. We got to actually like meet in person at QuakeCon, which was amazing. Mm -hmm. So much Uh, fun. Yeah. And now we actually get to hear about you and your story and what you're doing. So let's start from the very beginning though. Tell us how you found Twitch and how you like first started streaming. All right. Well, to answer that question, I have to answer the second half first before I answer how I found (laughs) Twitch, because my journey actually started on YouTube like six years ago, because I've been streaming for about six years total. Um, I basically was just chilling out on YouTube and I saw there was an option like Google Plus Hangouts on there. I'm like, what's this? And you could stream. And I'm like, that sounds fun. I want to do this. So I fired up a random stream and I had like 25 people during my first stream. And in my mind, that was like, what is happening? This is crazy. I don't know any of you, but hi, like it was just so much fun. Um, and like, I still, you know, always look back at that, um, throughout my streaming career, basically. Um, so I basically did streams on YouTube for like, I want to say like four years total. And I just basically was just covering events happening in the world of Toontown. And I guess I should also just explain what Toontown is real quick. Um, Toontown Online is a family friendly MMORPG that was originally a uh, created by Disney. Um, It shut down around 2013, but some fans brought it back in the form of a private server. And now there are like different ones, but the main primary one is known as Toontown Rewritten. And this is a game I've been streaming for a long time. Uh, It basically started up ever since uh, Toontown Online was shut down. And I like alpha tested the game, beta tested the game, and now it's gone fully public. It's hosted real life conventions uh, where people can like go meet other players. Um, it just it, it has like a small knit community. At the same time, it's kind of a pretty decent sized community of about two, three thousand people playing the game every day. Um, so basically, my content revolved around this game, and I would cover big events. I would cover just like my experience in the game and people would come watch and 
I would have just a lot of people come watch. I grew on YouTube. Um, now that channel has like 15,000 subscribers and it's verified and it has like just a lot of different things going for it. Um, so that's how I started streaming. Um, then I kind of got into the realm of Twitch. I had been watching some streams for a while and I was like, you know, I really like this platform. Like I, I found Twitch to be awesome. I loved how you could spam these kappas in chat. And it was just really cool seeing some of my favorite creators on there. I was like, you know what? I'm going to make the switch to Twitch. And that's what I did in 2016. Um, I had a Twitch account in like 2012, but I never really did anything with it. So I just decided to start from the ground up on Twitch and create my channel, just start, you know, streaming and, you know, streaming for smaller audiences and just kind of spreading the word. Um, And just ever since my Twitch journey has just been so much fun and so amazing and so fulfilling. And I've met so many amazing people on Twitch, like, yourself and i'm just you know very happy to be part of this community and uh it makes me excited to go to twitchcon in october so yeah a lot, lot, lot of fun stuff uh in my twitch journey and i'm excited to talk about it yay <laughs> and there's so many things that we can talk about just based on that first answer that you gave so yeah. i'm really excited to jump into it let's let's yeah. kind of like save the more toontown based stuff for a little bit later because sure. i i am gonna bring that up but right. You mentioned that you streamed on YouTube for a while before you actually moved over to Twitch. And it's funny that you say that because my journey is very similar in that I streamed for a long time on Twitch, but then I left the platform and started creating content on YouTube and started Mm. this podcast and then came back to Twitch and have seen some like really awesome growth. So do you attribute uh, a lot of the growth that you've had on Twitch to that those beginnings on YouTube? Um, I do. In my case, I would say that I would partially attribute the growth on Twitch to the growth that I had accumulated on YouTube. That That is definitely something that I think helped. But at the same time, even though I was kind of... Uh, kind of bringing this YouTube audience into the Twitch realm. I also was, you know, kind of, it felt like for me just starting from the ground up too. So I would be uh, bringing in, you know, new people that had never even seen my streams before on Twitch. So it was kind of a combination of YouTube audience and a completely brand new audience. Yeah, I love that. I think a lot of us kind of box ourselves into this idea that, being a streamer means being a streamer and that's it. But there's so yeah. many other forms of content that we could be creating that that could yeah. introduce us to many different types of people that we might really fall in love with, regardless of what platform we're on. Like we can create a podcast mm-hmm. or we can go out on YouTube, but so many people box themselves into this idea that if you want to be a successful streamer, you should just only stream and that's it. And I don't <laughs> think that that's necessarily the case. And your story is, is kind of a good example of that. Yeah. So let's jump into the next kind of phase of of your journey then, which is your path to partnership. Talk, yes. to, talk to us about how that went. Like what was the journey like? How did you how did you get there? And <laughs> mm-hmm. and yeah, let's let's do all the way up until you actually reaching partner. Yeah. Okay. So um just again from humble beginnings starting on Twitch, like just growing from the ground up. Um, I would stream for, you know, like maybe like a good, uh, like 10 to 20 people to start with. And, and, you know, just so 
I, I'm still trying to think. So yeah, just starting from like really humble beginnings and, and, and basically having very small audiences and just, you know, enjoying it at the end of the day, like throughout my experiences on YouTube and Twitch, I learned to truly like enjoy streaming and success for me wasn't necessarily having 10,000 viewers every single day. Success for me was just having fun on stream. And obviously it inspired the, the, um, the passion for growing more on Twitch. Um, so I created schedules. I made sure that, uh, I was consistent and I, um, eventually kept doing this, hanging out between like 30 to 50 viewers, um, every day. Um, and then the affiliate program was launched and, um, I became a Twitch affiliate as soon as the program launched. Uh, and it was just so, so exciting for my community and for a lot of communities, I'm sure to see, um, people be able to support their favorite creators with bits and subscriptions and, uh, game sales and all these different, uh, things. And it really, um, helped me a lot. Um, just, you know, financially and I guess socially too, in the aspect of continuing to grow the channel, um, and just really cultivate this really amazing community that, um, you know, I've been able to create within a much larger community. Um, it's just been so, so great. And then we kind of got around to the uh, path to partner achievements. Um, I kind of started looking at those. And um, like, I remember one time I was raided by like Tim the Tapman. Uh, so I couldn't really do anything whenever that happened. Um, but then fast forward a little, I said to myself, okay, I'm going to like start working hard and start growing this channel organically. Um, so come to like the end of my senior year of high school, which was this past May, June. And I started going full force on my, my channel. And I just started creating all these events, doing all these things, uh, bringing people in getting my community excited, um, just continuing to build off of that and cultivate this amazing community, like I said. And then fast forward to the amazing day, July 9th, 2018. I was just sitting there doing a stream uh, for a really great amount of people, just a really great audience. It was just another day. I had uh, already applied for a partnership about two weeks ago. And on that day, actually, uh, I get an email saying that I was approved for a Discord partnership. Um, and I was super excited about that. I, like, put on a Discord hoodie I had. I was like, yo, guys, like, we did it. We're a Discord partner. Um, not a Twitch partner yet because they're so unpredictable. But we made Discord partnership. Yes. Literally 30 minutes later, I get uh, a pop-up on my Twitch dashboard saying welcome to the cream of the crop you just unlocked access to the exclusive twitch partner program i lost it i was because like twitch for me had been something that i just learned to love and knowing the um like how much heart and soul i put into twitch over the past two years seeing that recognized and appreciated and acknowledged by twitch was so incredible and getting the live on stream was just mind-blowing chat was going nuts everyone was suddenly like the news spread like wildfire everyone was coming in it was so incredible um i definitely cried many tears that day <laughs> um it was just 
and th- there's a clip of the, my reaction on my Twitch channel and my YouTube channel that you can always go back and watch and just see how incredible that moment was. Um, and I just, and one thing that stood out for me in my reaction was that I told people that, you know, like if you're chasing to be a partner one day, um, you, you can do it because I just did. And I remember saying I'm shaking. So hard. like, Aww. just, I, I like fulfilling that goal of mine. Like, cause like, if, if, if I were to have a list of goals, that was definitely at the top of the list. Hitting that goal was just so, so incredible for me. Um, just really fulfilling and knowing that I did it in a way that I felt like I worked hard for and seeing all that like hard work be acknowledged was just, it was the most fulfilling thing for me. And I'm just very happy to represent Twitch with a partnership and same goes for Discord. Because partnerships are more than just a check mark. It's you're actually representing the brands that are partnering with you, and it just gives so many opportunities uh, for 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 me and for any other partners out there. It's just yeah, just it's so great for me to like look back at that journey because I, I I put so much hard work into it and. Yeah, just yeah. That very, first, very amazing. That first partner stream is like, it's just so, it's so fun. Yeah. It feels, it feels like you, I don't, it's, it's hard to put it into words, I guess, but it's yeah. pretty validating. It's like a new, everyone kind of, everyone gets really excited, right? Everyone, yeah. you get a lot of attention, you get a lot of momentum from that. Um, Mm -hmm. and you know, you can use that momentum. I think like some people don't necessarily use it in a way that's super beneficial for their channel, but I digress. It is such an, an exciting (laughs) moment. Um, what do you feel like was the, what do you feel like was the biggest thing or the biggest strategy that you had that helped you get to partner? No, I mean, in the world of Toontown, it's, it's kind of like, it's kind of like RNG in a little way. Like there, like I feel like there is a little bit of luck involved in it in this community specifically, but in general, right. The strategy that I used, um, definitely was consistency and keeping my community updated on when I was going live, uh, it in discords and sharing it on Twitter, using social media to, to my advantage. Um, and also during the live streams uh, leading up to the partnership, making sure I was always engaged with my community, engaged with chat, welcoming everyone with open arms that uh, walked in. Because, you know, community engagement is definitely important for any Twitch streamer. Um, like, you know, h- how you tend to, like, welcome your viewers in whenever they say hello, like, how are you doing? Like, just, you know, that simple form of acknowledgement is just so important in terms of wanting to cultivate a community on Twitch or really anywhere. Just wanting to, you know, make sure that your viewers feel welcome. So um, just simple gestures like that definitely helped uh, just ensuring that my community was engaged w- with what they were watching, even letting them be part of the stream. Uh, just, you know, like those are probably my strategies that I use going in there. Yeah. I love that. I think, I think ultimately everyone just wants to feel like they matter. Right. 
It's, yeah. it's so beautiful. And that can definitely help you build a community and help you generate, you know, more engagement by building relationships and just making people feel heard and important. But right. were there were there like any misconceptions about uh, hitting partner or or going through the process or like the afterwards that you think people need to know about? I definitely, you know, having so it's been about like three months since I became a partner. Um, and there definitely is like this huge misconception of partner that you kind of realize uh, if you manage to become a Twitch partner and you kind of, you know, you go through the process of, I got it, you know, let's celebrate. And then, you know, you kind of get into that after partnership spot, right? Um, there's definitely a huge misconception that Twitch partnership is just like, it, like, it's just like life changing. Like Twitch partnership is like the cre like the, the literal cream of the crop. Like it's, you know, God tier status, right? That's, you know, you, you think like you'll, you'll walk outside, like just go to the park or whatever, and you'll be instantly recognized by like a lot of people. No, that's par partnership is more of this like milestone. It's, it's more, you know, it's not necessarily this definition of how successful that you are or how successful you were. It's, you know, th there's, there's so much more about partnership. There's so much more than just like having a badge next to your name in chat or, you know, having extra perks, like, and that really goes for anything. If you get like a job promotion, right. You know, there, there's so much more than just getting a raise. Right. Mm -hmm. There's, there's just, there, there's all this aspects, like all, all, all these aspects and attributes that go into it. Um, like I said, acknowledgement of all the hard work that you put in, representing the brands that you're being sponsored or partnered by. Um, it, it, yeah, it's just, it, it's just another milestone. It's mm -hmm. like, you know, becoming a Twitch affiliate. Like I had a friend recently who just hit Twitch affiliate and he feels like he's on top of the world. And that's amazing, you know, and I, I don't discredit, you know, people that are Twitch affiliates. Cause I, like I have so many friends who are Twitch affiliates and, you know, it's important to recognize them. I feel just as equally as, you know, people that become Twitch partners. So that's, you know, definitely a huge misconception about partnership that I think is, you know, still very prevalent in the Twitch community. Yeah. Specifically. And you actually hit on two misconceptions there, I think, because there's another mm -hmm. common one that um, some affiliates or some newer streamers believe, which is that partners only want to work with other partners. Like they only care about, you know, oh, their, no. their biggest tippers or they only care about, yeah, just like other partners. Like they won't work. They don't care about affiliates, but that's not true. There's plenty of people <sighs> that will work with people of all sizes, even some of the largest, you know, YouTube creators and Twitch streamers. Like you got raided by Tim the Tatman. That's twice he, he, twice <laughs> yeah. like he obviously yeah. cares about people other than just partners if he's gonna bring thousands of people to the channels of <sighs> yes. affiliates or newer streamers like this is oh yeah that is a, a very common misconception as well i think so 
All right. Yeah, so we've sure. talked about like the partnership journey, but let's get into your specific niche, which is yeah. Toontown. And this is why mm-hmm. I really wanted to talk to you because I think that there are uh, there are a lot of people who are streaming, you know, games that maybe they're super saturated. Maybe you're streaming yes. Fortnite or PUBG, and we all know yes. those are really difficult to grow in because there's so Absolutely. many creators. But then there's people who have kind of like hit that middle ground. Maybe they're streaming. I don't know. Last I checked, like The Witcher 3 was a great game. Uh, Stardew Valley was a great game for this kind of mid ground of of helping yourself really get noticed in a directory. But you're streaming Mm -hmm. in a directory that is pretty small. Like I checked it this morning. There was nobody streaming and obviously no one watching because of that. So I'm curious, like. You were able to to grow and get partnered in a community that doesn't have a ton of viewership. Uh, how were yes. you able to to see that growth? Like, where did those viewers come from? If you don't and if you don't mind sharing with us, could you share with us yeah. like your actual viewership numbers? Like currently, or like back when I was getting partnered or uh, just like, you can kind of like bring us through maybe a little bit of the journey, what they were, um, sure. you know, what they were when you got partnered and what they are, maybe whenever Toontown is doing very well versus when it's not doing as well. Yes. Um, and I mean, it's kind of like the struggle, honestly, of like being this public local figure in this big community. Cause I will like, walk around as my character in in toontown and you know i'll get people that stop me in the game and they're like hey i love your videos i love your streams like they're, they're so amazing and you know at the same time you know as as many people that or basically even though there are like so many people in the community that are at least somewhat familiar with what i do um that doesn't necessarily always mean that I have all those people watching my streams at any given time. So um, I really started pushing for um, before I really started pushing for a partnership uh, in May, like I would have around like 20 to 30 viewers, for example. Um, And I was just kind of like enjoying it, you know, as any affiliate would. Um, And there was just like, not you know not really much going on in the game there wasn't really you know because people get really excited in the community when there's an update like you look at Fortnite, right season six people get so so excited seeing all the new content and they grab onto that new content like it's just you know the holy grail um that's kind of how it's been working in toontown too in a way so basically like you know whenever there's not really much going on, it just kind of like sits there. There's not really, you know, too much going on, but whenever, um, there's, you know, something new, a big update, or for example, um, over the summer, uh, the people at Toontown rewritten, they held a real life event at a convention in like Pittsburgh that I flew out to. And I basically like, and this happened right after I got partnered. So, um, I got to go there, meet developers, meet players, meet viewers. And people were asking me to sign stuff, which was like the weirdest thing, but I digress. Um, basically (laughs) just like whenever there's a big event like that happening where I basically like, for example, at this event, like streamed on my phone and was doing like an IRL stream back then, uh, 
you know, people wanted to see what was going on, what new updates were coming to Toontown. So I was basically holding my phone for like 200 viewers, all these people wanting to know what's coming next to Toontown, right? And over the summer, there was, you know, so much going on. Um, and, And that's crazy to think about whenever this community right now is just not really present in a way, like not really, you know, on such a major spectrum as like, you know, Fortnite or whatever. Um, like I remember specifically how in late June, I fired up a stream on a day that this other private server was going to come out. And this private server was called corporate clash. And basically this private server had like a lot of new features and in the Toontown community, people like new things, you know, they want the content. So, Basically, I, in a way, took advantage of this, right? So whenever I fired up the stream that I did on the day that this private server was supposed to be released, suddenly I had like a thousand viewers and like out of nowhere, a lot, a lot of, you know, a huge influx of just like a bunch of new followers and all and all this stuff. So it's really weird to see how like the Toontown community operates in this way, where it's like on any given day, I get like 20 to 30 people. But if this big thing is happening, you can get hundreds, maybe even a thousand people watching you stream a game as simple as Toontown. And it's really, really, you know, like you said, it's a pretty unknown directory. Um, But it's also a directory that at one point has hit like the top five games on Twitch. So it's just like this, you know, unpredictable community that you never know what you're going to get on any given day whenever you're streaming. Uh, so we, you know, right now the community is kind of waiting for like the next big thing to be released so that people can go on, make videos, make streams, uh, and take advantage of the new content that comes out. So, and, and Toontown is a very interesting, uh, thing because you have to remember that this is a game that was not even supposed to exist right now because Disney shut it down five years ago. But as soon as they shut it down, there were dedicated fans that wanted to bring these servers back so the community could stay alive. Um, So had they not done that, you know, I might not be in the position I am now solemnly because so much of my viewer base come specifically from toontown and if i play a game like rocket league or fortnite that's completely saturated uh it kind of like takes a toll on you know the viewership for that day so it's really interesting to see for my audience just how many people are so invested in toontown that they will only watch content creators that stream toontown and because so much of my audience is like that if i try to stream another game uh you know, it kind of it kind of takes a toll. Um, nowadays, though, because my numbers are kind of hanging ar- out in around the thirty range, as opposed to like the one hundred range that it used to be at, um, I kind of find myself. You know, even though I stream Toontown a lot, and I you know never will will probably not stop streaming it for as long as it goes on. Uh, there are opportunities for me to actually try different things. So in a way, even though it seems like the lower viewership numbers are actually a disadvantage, it kind of works to my own personal advantage to be able to try new things and get my community engaged in that so that they feel like it's also not necessarily a bad thing too. I know I just like threw out a lot of information <laughs> at you, but like, 
I don't know. I get passionate about it. It's weird. Yeah. So like, yeah. Well, just... it's it's a good lesson too <laughs> because there are a lot of games that are similar to Toontown in that um, yes. they they get new content and they get a ton of people that will stream that new content, but then the game kind mm-hmm. of dies off a little bit. So yes. I know that happens with like warframe that happens when there's world of mm. warcraft updates or expansions yes. like that happens yeah. with um that happens with a, a bunch of different games so yeah. what have you done whenever the viewership is less and there's not a ton of attention for the game because it, it's a lot easier mm-hmm. when there's a lot of attention for the game and you have you know a few hundred people or a thousand people but how do you keep the good times rolling when there's not as many people watching Honestly, it's going to come down to self-motivation. Like I said, I've been streaming for six years. So, you know, whenever the viewership gets lower like that, it can be completely unmotivating. Like it just may make you want to be like, wow, people really don't like me. I guess streaming is not right for me. But deep down, like I know that the community I cultivated is very loyal. And, you know, even though there are people that, you know, can't always make it or whatever, I always just, you know, find myself, you know, passionate about streaming in general. I mean, I would not be here, you know, as a partner if I wasn't passionate about streaming before I became an affiliate, before I became a partner. Um, And that self-motivation is so, so important to me um, because just, you know, even, even when the viewership drops, like, you know, I, I kind of have to put in the work in order to kind of like keep it back up, for example. So how am I going to do that by being self-motivated and, you know, ready to just enjoy it and not having success be a hundred viewers all the time necessarily, but maybe having success being like, you know, if I can hit like 50 viewers or whatever that, that goal may be, you know, just setting different goals for myself to keep myself moving uh, rather than just setting goals that are all the way up here all the time. Um, hopefully that makes sense. No, I love, I actually love that. It's like you, you move the goal. Most people, they only think of moving the goalpost forward. Right. And they think, how can I get bigger and bigger and bigger and bigger? But yours is you, your mindset is you move the goalpost forward at times, whenever you know that the game is going to get more attention and then you move it back whenever you know that, that, uh, the attention is, is, coming back a little bit it's going down a little bit i think that's so healthy yeah and does that present consequences sure like maybe financially maybe you know you might not make as much in a month and i mean i bring that up because you know it's kind of a reality of streaming right but you know you know it's not necessarily all about the money like streaming is so much more than that which is why i've always been so passionate about it so like i think it's you know because i don't want to be in this unhealthy mindset like i feel like i was whenever i was going for partnership that everything always has to be up here or else it's like unsuccessful i needed to like take a step back and just kind of like breathe and be like you know what like like it's okay for for me to bring the goalpost back down just a little bit you know as long as i'm having fun and and being engaging for my audience and the audience is enjoying that, then I know that, you know, eventually people will stay and maybe more people will come in. Um, And even if that's not the case, okay. Like as at the end of the day, as long as I'm having fun, that really makes it for me. Yeah. That's so healthy. And that means that 
you're you're bound to stick with it longer than most people who get their sense of purpose from their viewership numbers or from you know their even down to the money that they're making i think like you made a really fantastic call out by mentioning that um something that we try to do with the podcast too is like highlight the numerical aspect of it because as much as we all want to pretend like the numbers don't don't exist um they they're still great ways to judge kind of like the the growth of someone or uh how well someone is like serving an audience or uh the just the intricacies of content creation there are plenty of partners who they are streaming with like 30 viewers and plenty of partners who are streaming with hundreds and there's fluctuations all the time and that's completely normal i think that's a reality that we all kind of need to accept and not be afraid of and and talking about money don't even get me started is like there's so much negativity surrounding that but absolutely uh, it's you know it's important too if especially if this is a way that you're making your your it's your job or you're making you know a good portion of your bill money or your you know like your convention money or whatever it is 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 this then yeah we need to talk about it because that's a reality so uh, yeah and and another just really interesting thing for me in my case is that i don't necessarily have like bills to pay yet because i literally just started college. I became a partner when I was, you know, just turning 19. And there, you know, people don't necessarily become partners until they're fully grown adults out of college. And I managed to cultivate this community at such a technically young age. And I totally acknowledge that. And, you know, I, I just hope that further on down the line, when I am in my like a full on adulthood that I can continue to like, you know, keep keep up with this passion uh and i'm not necessarily sure if i want to go full time yet it's kind of an idea i've kind of toyed with uh i don't consider myself full time uh so but it's you know just kind of something maybe i'll look at in the future yeah and speaking of college you're actually balancing like you're balancing college plus streaming uh, so mm-hmm. your schedule has like changed up a little bit. How did you transition from the summer whenever you have a ton of time to stream versus now whenever you have to prioritize real life? Yeah, that is such a such a huge question um, because, I mean, I did have so much free time to the point where I had nothing else to do except stream and uh they're just, you know, there really, there really wasn't much else for me to do then. Now, uh, like I graduated high school and I balanced streaming as far back as middle school, right? And having to deal with high school, getting ready for college. And now I'm here in college. Um, and it's been a little over a month since I started college. At the end of the day, like it kind of comes down to time management for me, which is something I'm still figuring out because I haven't streamed as consistently as I did over the summer. Um, I'm sure there, you know, if there are viewers here in the chat, um, they, they would attest to that the channels might seem as if it's completely dead, as if I just haven't done anything on the channel. Um, I have streamed occasionally and I'm still kind of working out, you know, a schedule where maybe I'm streaming just a few times a day whenever I can. And, you know, you know, I kind of have to acknowledge this balance between college and streaming, which, you know, college is going to play a part of my life for 
the next however many years and beyond. And, uh, you know, just kind of, it's really a time for me to figure out myself as a person rather than just this persona here on Twitch. Cause obviously my legal name is not smirky. (laughs) So, you know, just figuring out what, um, what works and what doesn't work. And I'm still, you know, trying to figure out how to manage my time between, uh, balancing college and balancing, Twitch. And the reason it's a little more difficult for me is because right now my current major is music performance and music majors, especially at the school that I go to, you work hard and you don't have free time and it's like impossible to do anything else other than music. And that's kind of why I'm actually like contemplating changing my major, but that's a whole nother story. Um, So basically, you know, there isn't necessarily a complete way based off my perspective that uh, I've managed, like, I I haven't really found the answer yet. That's what I've been trying to say. I haven't really found the answer as to balancing all the stuff I'm doing and, you know, keeping a healthy channel on Twitch. Um, And it's kind of interesting to see how the dynamic of my channel has shifted between getting partnered over the summer to kind of feeling like I'm back where I started. But at the same time, it's also kind of exciting to kind of figure out, you know, all, all these new changes. So yeah, I just figured I'd comment on that. <laughs> yeah. I mean, it's, it's such a, a difficult thing, I think, to figure that process out because, mm-hmm. and, and that's a similar situation too, to people that are working full time and they have families and they also want to be a content creator, uh, maybe eventually take, take that full time. It's really difficult to juggle a bunch of things. And I, I don't know if I actually believe in like true balance, like finding a hundred percent, the perfect amount of streaming and the perfect amount of real life and that it never fluctuates or changes at all. Because I think that like, I, Mm -hmm. all of our, our responsibilities fluctuate all the time. Right. And so it's the amount of time we're going to have to spend focusing on one thing versus focusing on another could change daily. It could change weekly. Who knows? Mm-hmm. So it's really hard yeah. to, to, to find that balance and to make all of that work. But yeah, I think, and, yeah, go yeah. for it. And I hope it also shows that, you know, even though I've hit all these milestones and I, you know, have all these, you know, accolades on Twitch, I hope it also shows that uh, side of vulnerability for uh, someone like me who is a Twitch and Discord partner yet, you know, the, the, the you know, I, I, I don't necessarily have, you know, the the life changing, you know, misconception that a lot of people have. So, uh, you know, hopefully that kind of shows that, you know, I'm pretty vulnerable in that aspect. Yeah, absolutely. It's I think it's very honest and it's really strong to say I'm still yeah. figuring something out. I think a lot of people mm-hmm. like that. It's it's that fake it till you make it mindset which in some situations is good it's great to be that person but in some places it's okay to be authentic and to be real and to tell people no this is actually what i'm dealing with and i don't i don't know yet i just don't have this figured out like that authenticity speaks volumes to people when you can actually be genuine i definitely see myself as an authentic person and someone in the chat was just like why are you so positive and i'm just like that's kind of who i've kind of crafted myself to be i see myself as this authentic person that's not afraid to necessarily speak his mind uh so 
yeah, I just think it's very important for me to kind of live life. And, you know, I guess in the specific case of being a content creator, making sure that I'm honest, definitely as well with my audience, because they definitely appreciate that sense of honesty, too. So, yeah. Yeah, it's so important. It makes you trustworthy. And that's ultimately, mm-hmm. I think, what every kind of what every streamer influencer is, is building up is just tons and tons of trust. Okay. So let's do this. Let's get started Mm -hmm. with the Q&A portion of this. So everyone in chat right now, if you have any questions that have come up, feel free to throw them down in chat. And I'm going to ask Smirky my last question here, which is, okay, this is the sum of it all, Smirks. If you could give anyone one piece of advice whenever it comes to streaming, what would it be? Your number one Twitch tip. Oh, boy. Ooh, oh, boy. The golden question. Yeah. Um, <laughs> okay. So what I would say is my number one Twitch tip. Um, my number one Twitch tip, absolutely, hands down, is to, to be yourself and don't let somebody else's success define what's possible. Because... Um, I mean, I feel like people are definitely looking for content creators out there that are genuine and just being themselves. And there are so many different content creators that have different vibes on their streams, whether it's a more casual vibe or educational vibe or a vibe that is just so, so hype and everyone is so hype all the time or, you know, there are just so many different vibes and everybody is just, you know, looking for something new and something fresh Um, you know, we're always looking for brand new things and brand new ideas. And, uh, it's just, it's just so important to be authentic and be you like be the best version of yourself. Um, it like people will try to like act a different way just so that they can garner more attention and so that they can garner higher viewership numbers so they can eventually be partnered and have a check mark next to their name. But, you know, there's so much more to streaming it's okay to be an affiliate it's okay to even not be an affiliate it's totally fine you know and you know like like i said how i changed like my goalposts every now and then i set it back kind of like how it is right now you know it's totally okay to kind of like take a step back you know kind of evaluate where you are um it like it's kind of funny because at the end of the day, it's like I don't see myself as a partner. Obviously, I, I I am, but it's like I see myself more than just like having the check mark next to my name. So I just think it's so so important to just be yourself and you know to ha- have your success define your path. Don't let you know ninja's success define somebody else's or, or define your success. Don't let ninja's success you know define. How, how you're going to be on your stream. Don't, don't worry about that. He's doing your thing focus on what you're doing. Um, you know, whenever we focus in the mindsets of other streamers and we get too caught up in what they're doing, you know, it can just lead to inauthenticity. That's something I struggled with on my path to partnership because in the Toontown community, there are three partnered streamers. Um, there's me, there's mega snoop and there's gear up. And, um, even though I had been streaming for longer, my two other friends got partnered before I did. And I let that get to my head. Um, and it was kind of hard for me to like acknowledge it first, but I just, you know, took a step back and realized that they can do their own thing and I can do my own thing and be successful in my own way. So my number one Twitch tip 
be yourself and don't let anyone else's success define your own success, define what's possible for you on Twitch or YouTube or any other platform because you can do it. I, I did it. I doubted myself for a long time, but you know, like honestly, if I can do it, anyone can do it. Um, does it take time? It took me years to get where I am now. Um, and I'm still, you know, discovering what's possible for myself. It's a continuous, never ending journey. I feel like, so just continue to go on this path that you set for yourself. Don't let anyone else set that path out for you and just be the best version of yourself that you can be. That's my advice. My number one Twitch tip. You're making me emotional. Mic okay. Drop. <laughs> Seriously. Y'all can't, you can't see if you're listening to this in the podcast right now, but that's not it that context I've never really heard before. Like don't let someone else's success define your own. Usually you hear that as like, just because someone else is seeing success doesn't mean that you can't receive something as well, but you phrase it in a way that like makes so much sense. Don't let someone else dictate what is possible. So it's almost like even if someone is seeing success, say they have, you know, 500 viewers, don't think that that's the cap. You might be able to do way better than that or your path, your journey might be completely different because you're a completely different person. Oh, I love that so much. And we've got a few questions here for (laughs) you. So let's let's do this before I just start freaking crying here. So (laughs) Sadistic Chicken asked, I stream a lot of Rocket League and Dead by Daylight. I've had a few viewers Mm -hmm. talk about playing other games. I tried to run Tomb Raider and couldn't, and I enjoy my two main games. How do I handle people asking for new things? All right. Um, Let's see. I mean, streaming other games, like for me, for example, outside of Toontown, you know, it can be hard knowing that the numbers are definitely going to, you know, maybe not be as persistent as numbers could be with your main game uh so it sounds like people want you to try something new but and obviously this is based off my perception of the question but to me it sounds like you're not allowing yourself to try those new things and this is something that i have struggled with so much not allowing myself to stream other games but except streaming toontown because that's what everyone likes i've struggled continuously with wanting to branch out and and try something new and at the end of the day if you want to try something new go for it does it is it risky and may and could there be some potential consequences that are negatively affecting your channel maybe but i believe just in general in life you can go out there and just create whatever is possible that you want. And if you want to throw in a new game and stream Tomb Raider, you shouldn't barricade yourself and not allow yourself to go out and just do that. Um, So I would encourage you to maybe, I mean, of course, knowing what your community likes and doesn't like is also important, but um, at the end of the day, I don't feel like that should be the absolute factor in determining, you know, what you want to stream that day. If it's something completely out of the ordinary, right? Um, Like, for example, you know, like a game that I played one time that I just randomly decided to start streaming was like Osu, which is like a rhythm based game. And I just... I just wanted to stream it just because, you know, I, my mentality wasn't so focused on, all right, uh, 
we're going to have like less viewers and not as much money and it's going to be awful. But you know, that's wasn't my mentality. It was, I want to stream this game and I want to share my experience with people. Let's do it. You know, yes. Does it involve risk? Yeah. But like, if that's what you want to do, go for it. So hopefully that answers your question. And it's, I think it's also, if you don't want to stream other games, like if you're enjoying your main games, we, you have to consider growth versus you just streaming what you want because that might be the question that you have to ask yourself right if if what you're streaming consistently isn't working for you you have to ask yourself is it okay for me am i gonna be fine in a period of no growth but be streaming the thing that i want regardless of whether or not that growth happens or regardless of if that growth doesn't happen am i going to be okay right because yes it, you, i guess it's a it's a question of determining what is what are my goals if my goal is growth well then maybe i should focus on streaming the games that are going to grow me if my goal is just have fun then i can just stream whatever i want and just have fun right and they'll intersect from time to time too i don't think that you should stream games just to stream them like just cuz you think that they're going to get you some attention and get you additional viewership that's not a good enough reason you still need to enjoy it you can't Absolutely. not enjoy what you're creating people will pick up on that and they'll be freaking miserable right yeah yeah and i mean just like you know my philosophy is that there's no right or wrong way like you have two different you know, paths that, you know, you're being presented with growth or you want to do it because you want to have fun. Neither way is like incorrect, right? There are no wrong answers. You know, you can do whatever you want with your channel and your brand on platforms like Twitch, YouTube, Mixer, whatever it might be. Um, you know, I take the my channel the direction I want to take it. And, you know, I'm not afraid to take risk and, you know, see the analytics go down. Um, and obviously, uh, yes, I say that as a partner, but I feel like that's so important too for people that maybe are looking to become a partner as well, because, mm-hmm. you know, you suddenly, like I did, I did it too. You get so caught up in the numbers. You try to make the mark. Um, and, you know, when you don't, you get frustrated and you, you just feel down. And for me, I acknowledge that wasn't necessarily the most healthy way to go about it. Um so just, yeah, you know, just don't be afraid to, to do what you want. That's yeah. what I would say. And don't let people peer pressure you into letting Absolutely. them control your ship. It's your ship. You're the captain. You get to choose what happens. OK, you get to make the yes. decision. Am I streaming for this growth or am I streaming just to do whatever the heck I want? Nobody else gets to decide that. OK, right. Bruce asked <laughs> pancakes or waffles. <laughs> <laughs> you knew it was coming. Oh, man. <laughs> I should have seen this coming. <laughs> um, man, I mean, yes, I like both. But if if you were strangling me down against the wall and you said I had to pick one, as much as I like both of them, I'll have to say waffles. Yes, Team Waffles. Hashtag it the most. What's up? You're so you're so right. You're just right. Okay. (laughs) The end. Stream over. (laughs) Team Waffle. Mic drop. (laughs) Next question was from It's Mega Run. How does one balance Mm -hmm. being a content creator and a full time college student? (laughs) 
<laughs> which is something that I am currently yeah. still trying to figure out the answer to. Um, man, like for me at, at this current stage of my life, that seems to be the golden question. And, you know, it's not a question that applies to necessarily everyone on Twitch, but I think for everyone, it's really interesting to hear that perspective of being a full-time college student or being a full-time worker or whatever. Um, and, you know, cause at the end of the day, college for me, right, was a choice. I wasn't absolutely necessarily forced down the path. I could have, I could have said no. I could have, you know, not come here. I could have, you know, just kept pursuing the, the the stream life. But it's about what I want for myself. And for myself, I want to see what's possible. And I feel like coming to college is a way for me to see what's possible, it, whether or not it works out. Um, so. In terms of balancing streaming and being a full-time college student, um, it definitely comes down to time management, and it also it also varies, right? Because for myself, I'm a music major right now at a school that is very well known for their music majors, so it, it's it's kind of hard to focus on other aspects of life when you're constantly busy with music. Um, so. And that's just my example. Um, obviously, there are so many different streamers out there that, um, you know, they're going for other fields. I know a f who is a TwitchCon ambassador. His name is uh, Data Dave. And he is pursuing his PhD in teaching. And he's a full-time streamer. He's managing to balance it out. So what I would say is that it's possible. It's not easy, but it's pretty simplistic in terms of, you know, go, you know, making it work. If that's really what you want to do, then you should definitely commit, you know, set time aside. You know, I have a planner that has like everything I'm doing for each and every week, you know, write, write it out. Um, like as tacky as that sounds, it really does help, um, having a plan, you know? So yeah, that, 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 that's, that's what I would say. Like, it's definitely possible. It might not be easy, but it's possible to balance out being a college student and a streamer. And that's, you know, again, still something I'm still trying to figure out, right? There's no definitive answer for me right now, especially yeah. as a college freshman. You know, it's, it's, you know, I'm figuring things out. I have a lot of time to figure things out. And I'm also like actively figuring things out. So, um, yeah, that's hopefully that answers your question. Yeah, that's perfect. Orsuna and Kisa Prime asked, <laughs> "Pineapple on pizza? Yes or no?" No, don't, d don't, no, don't do it. What? Don't do it. Don't oh do man, it. oh you were doing so <laughs> well. I was so proud of you. <laughs> and oh, interview mistakes. over. <laughs> mistakes. How do we? I'm do sorry. we this episode? <laughs> How do I, I literally have a piece of pizza like right behind me. I, I think that I have to Amazon prime a entire pineapple to my house right now. I think that's what I do. I think that's the play and just eat it in front of you. <laughs> but seriously, if you, if you like pineapple on pizza, you go for it. There's, yeah. at the, there's really not anything wrong with it. Just I don't prefer it. So there you go. If you want pineapple on pizza, I'm not judging. Do it. <laughs> You go, you go. 
Uh, Gamer Bob asked, it. being genuine, I think, is what builds the trust between streamers and viewers. How do you feel about sharing yeah. those not so good days with your viewers when they usually expect you to be your usual, genuinely mm. positive self, but you're having a not so positive day? Do you share or try to hide it a bit for that day? I feel it hurts my stream if I'm having a down day, but I do suffer from depression and anxiety. So mm. it's hard to hide when that shows up. Oh, my gosh. So that good. Is- that is such a good question. Like round of applause in the chat for that. That was such a good question. Um, I have experienced times where I'm not necessarily feeling my gen, my genuine uplifting, positive self, you know, like, um, there, there are times where I really do get real with, with my audience. There are times where I say, like people ask how your day is going. I'm like, you know, it's all right. And I just talk about it. And the beauty of streaming for me is that I can just talk about whatever's on my mind and my audience listens, they respect it and they engage in the conversation. And knowing all of those things, it makes me feel more connected with my community, even if I'm not necessarily my more positive self. Like I said, being myself and being the best version of myself, being which is for me being authentic with my audience doesn't always necessarily mean that I'm cheery and, you know, positive all the time. You know, it's okay to have those Debbie downer days and to be negative. People are very afraid of acknowledging the negative aspects of life. uh, The bad days, they don't, you know, they keep it concealed and they don't share it with their friends or anything like that. I feel like it's so important to not bottle it up and just like share it streaming is a great platform for me to share what's on my mind with other people. And that doesn't mean they necessarily have to relate to what I'm talking about, but, um, you know, I, I definitely don't set any expectations on them to where I expect them to relate to what I'm talking about. But, um, if you're having a bad day and you, you go on a stream, uh, I'm not going to say, don't let that be like, you know, don't let that like, completely ruin your stream or anything i feel like it's important to just accept it with open arms and you know express it let it out be yourself um and you know that's not necessarily again something easy it's it's pretty hard for a lot of people actually especially if you're suffering from depression and anxiety and i mean i personally don't suffer from that and i I know it's not easy i know it's very very difficult and it's just like many like a long period of time where you're dealing with just darkness. And for me, if I'm ever feeling depressed or sad, I, I I just take a step back and just embrace it. And, you know, at the end of the day, that makes me a stronger person. So, uh, yeah, that's, that's what I would say in response to that question. You're blowing my mind. How, (laughs) like, how are you this, smart i'm i'm I'm, i know i'm only 19 i get it i'm a freshman in college you're blowing my mind it's amazing though like what Uh, the future is bright (laughs) i've literally taken courses on like communication and i've kind of discovered and learned all these different things so it's just uh and and i I mean courses like outside of school so it's just you know i i feel like i have a lot of wisdom to share with a lot of people um, and you know, I'm also open to, you know, receiving that wisdom as well, giving and receiving kind of balances out. Yeah, so that's so yeah. beautiful. I love that. Uh, Lucci said, I'm a 
I'm a baby <laughs> and making evergreen content <laughs> on YouTube and a podcast. What's your mm -hmm. advice for high school and content creation? I know balance isn't possible, mm. but how would you handle it? Do you feel like that's kind of a similar answer to the college question? Yeah, I mean, like I said, I even had to balance my humble beginnings of streaming with like middle school, right? Like I like pretty much all throughout middle school is when I started getting into streaming and then all throughout high school, right? Um, like, you know, I feel like just one of the biggest things that people struggle with is that they always set expectations for themselves and they always say like, you know, for, for like, all right, I have to have like X amount of viewers or whatever. Um, and, you know, sometimes those expectations aren't realistic. And then whenever we don't fulfill those expectations, we kind of, you know, we have those Debbie Downer days um, for balancing out high school and stuff like that. Um, you know, yeah, I would say the same thing as like college, write it out, you know, get a planner, get j just something that can, you know, like for me, for example, my school days would be from like, eight to three thirty, And then if I had nothing else after school, I would come home and fire up the stream for a few hours. Right. Um, and then I would like go off and do homework or whatever. So like it, it's possible, you know, it, it, it's, it's definitely something that you can look into and, you know, create that possibility for yourself if that's really what you want to do. And of course that's where you have to take a step back and ask yourself, is this really something you want to do? Right. So, um, but yeah, it's it's definitely possible to, to do it as long as you put, put in that uh, time and commitment into uh, getting it done if, if that's what you want. Yeah, I love that. Uh, yeah. 04 asked, what kind of personal growth have you seen from streaming? I'm obsessed with this question. Oh, <laughs> that is such a good question. If I hadn't pursued streaming six years ago, I probably wouldn't be the person I am now. Like... And like, that's such a huge monumental answer for me. Like I, you know, and it's kind of like, I'm kind of realizing some stuff now too. Like I, I just wouldn't be the person I am now if it wasn't for streaming, I wouldn't have known how to communicate with an audience, with people in general, how to handle, uh, situations that are high pressure. I've had some very awful stuff happen dealing with trolls, having real life, things happen to me that just are completely awful and that should never happen uh like and i'm pretty transparent about it now too so like for example um i remember many many years ago how i like i was just casually streaming you know just having fun uh probably back on youtube and suddenly i have to walk outside the front of my house with my hands up and there are police officers hiding everywhere and that's what you call swatting, right? And this happens every now and then. Um, and I bring it up because just like, like, okay, wh what am I trying to say? Just, it's- That's it's dangerous. It is dangerous, right? And, you know, through streaming, I've had to deal with situations like this and, you know, just awful, awful, you know, trolls, you know, seeking attention and whatever. So if it wasn't for situations like that, as awful as they were, I wouldn't have been the person that I am today. And, you know, so even though like these awful things happen at the end of the day, I got something greater out of it. And I feel like that's where, you know, you have to acknowledge the negative aspects of life, such as, you know, swatting or whatever, because um, it, 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 it really can make you a stronger person. And it's definitely going to be a stronger person uh, 
So, yeah, and it's not really good to kind of think back to those moments uh, for me. But at the end of the day, it's it's important to me. I mean, I don't focus on the past because I feel like the stuff that happens in the past doesn't matter. Like now, those swatting incidents, they don't really matter to me anymore. I have other things to focus on, like college and schooling, right, streaming. So those things don't really matter to me as much. Um were they important aspects of my life? Yeah. And I totally acknowledge them, but I don't focus on those. I focus on making sure I'm passing my classes and making sure I keep my community engaged. There are just so many, you know, more things that people can be doing than dwelling on the past all the time. It's okay to look back at the past, not necessarily okay to, to be doing that consistently. It's, you know, what I would want you to do consistently is make sure you're in, focusing on what to do in the moment, making sure the tasks that need to be done are done streaming wise as well. Mm. Yeah. So yeah, that's what I would say. Uh, even though I had those awful experiences, um, for example, I became a stronger person and I would never have had those experiences if it wasn't for streaming. So streaming for me personally made me so much stronger and it makes me so much stronger to this day. And knowing the, all the opportunities that were given to me to be able to represent like, you know, discord and, and, and Twitch and all these other companies technically, and just like be part of this community, it, you know, it just makes me so much better of a person. And I'm just so happy to be, you know, a part of it. So that's, that's definitely my advice. Nice. Or my answer. I love yeah. it. Okay, so we've got two more questions left. Cool. We're going to do Sir Max question, which is, I find it mm. kind of weird that I'm not usually talkative in real life, yet I try to fill up the silence in my stream with stories and conversations. Which is better for me, talking a lot or letting the silence stay sometimes? All right. Um, well, really, you should ask yourself... Well, you're already asking which is better for you, right? Which is already a fantastic step, uh, you know, that you're considering, you know, one or the other where, where you're thinking about uh, what y you, you want to do. Um, so I would say, yeah, like, you know, streamers tend to have like, you know, issues with like, you know, those little gaps in, in the middle of streams, you know, I've, I've definitely experienced that too, where it's just like silent. Um, so sometimes what I like to do is just kind of like talk to myself and uh, just, you know, maybe just comment on like what's happening in the game. If, you know, chat isn't really as interactive, you know, maybe just ask a question, maybe just like throw something out there. So for me personally, I would say talking a lot definitely keeps the flow of the stream going. Um, but if you feel like you need to be silent sometimes on your streams, uh, then you go ahead and do that. Um, there's no right or wrong way to go about it. I just, you know, I feel like community engagement for any streamer is so important. And, uh, it, you know, if I wasn't in, in engaging with my audience, uh, then, you know, the vibe of my streams would probably be a lot different. So I would definitely, you know, encourage you to, you know, maybe talk a lot or maybe just like comment on the little things that happen and what you're doing, or maybe just talk to yourself and maybe someone else can kind of pitch in. Uh, yes, chat activity is definitely something that uh, is, is a struggle for streamers. And, you know, even now having lower viewer numbers than I did 
you know, back over the summer, you know, that's something even I will still face, but it's so, so important, you know, to just, uh, again, be yourself, whether that's, you know, talking a lot or, 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 or not just do make your stream, you know, what you want it to be. And people will appreciate that. I love it. So beautiful. You're so, you're so smart for being so young. I wish 19 year old me was as intelligent as you are. <laughs> uh, our, okay. Our last question is mm-hmm. from Adora girl who asked, what are the best ways for me to get involved with the Toontown rewritten community? Ooh, I love it. Um, and I know that the Toontown community really, you know, it's not a big community, but it's so nice to hear that there are people out there like yourself that really want to, you know, dig deep and learn more about this community that for me, I've been so passionate about for almost 10 years. Cause I played this game since like 2008. So like, I'm, you know, it's been a part of my childhood for a long time and obviously I never expected it to stick around for this long. Um, so now what I would recommend is that you go on over to www.toontownrewritten.com and sign up to play for free. Uh, Toontown Rewritten is a nonprofit game, so you don't have to like pay a monthly membership because that's something that Disney used to have. But uh, the game is like, you know, the, the servers for the game are funded out of pocket by the staff. They don't accept any donations or microtransactions. Primarily because they don't want to raise any red flags with Disney, because even after all this time, it's still kind of like kind of their thing. But and they've been watching what Toontown Rewritten has been doing for a long time, and they've kind of let it, you know, keep going. And, uh, you know, so for me, I would just say, you know, just try playing the game and see, see what happens. Like it's a childhood game. Anytime I see like a Twitch partner streaming Toontown for like the first time and they're, and seeing like their reactions, like, Oh my gosh, I used to play this game when I was like five years old and I love it. And you know, that they really enjoy streaming it. Like, um, like sure. Toontown isn't as saturated to, you know, to where there's, uh, you know, necessarily room for growth. Like it's not saturated to where there isn't room for growth, but it's also not saturated to where there is a lot of room for growth. Um, especially now, but whenever there's like new updates and stuff, people definitely latch on for those opportunities. Um, and you know, for, for, for me, I tend to like, you know, raid people in the Toontown directory that are streaming that maybe have like, a very low number of viewers, or maybe it's a friend of mine who's like trying to become an affiliate or whatever. I definitely send my people, uh, their way, um, in, in, in terms of Toontown and my other part, same, we tend to raid people that are, or host people that, you know, are not necessarily as, uh, established. And we want to give them that opportunity and just show the love, spread the love across the Toontown community and being advocates for the community is, uh, definitely helped cultivate the community I've created. So, um, yeah, I would just definitely say that if you want to get involved in Toontown, definitely play it, uh, toontownrewritten.com, play it for free, try it out. Um, and if you like stream it too, like we, like, I love just going into random Toontown streams and saying hi. And, you know, people are like, Oh my gosh, it's smirky. But like, it's just, it's just so fun to just like, watch other people play toontown it's you know i i always ask myself how i 
became so passionate about Toontown and, you know, just 10 years of playing this game have just, you know, just, you know, it, it, again, it's shaped me into who I am today. So I, I, I don't know. I just couldn't see my life without this, this game in a way. It's kind of funny to say, you know, people are like, why haven't you quit this game yet? I'm like, I, I, I still love it. Like, and you know, it holds near and dear to my heart. Uh, so yeah, I'm very passionate about the game. Uh, I encourage everyone to go play it too. Uh, even like people back in the day, like Tim the Tapman, have even tried Toontown. Like they they've even streamed it. Um, and like that, for example, was the reason how Toontown got to be like top five games on Twitch or whatever. But you know, just all that aside, like you know, I I, I again, I encourage people to check it out try it out, see if they like the game. I love the game. Maybe it's not for you and that's okay. I don't expect people to like it. I just, you know, encourage people to go check it out at least. So definitely check out Toontown. Uh, see if it's right up your alley or not. Uh, definitely a really fun MMORPG. Uh, it's very interactive as a streamer and as a content creator because you can do stuff in the game and other viewers can do stuff with you in the game and you know, you just kind of create those special connections while you're doing it. So it's family friendly, uh, interactive, and I'm all about interactivity. So, you know, Toontown for me is just the perfect thing. And I'm also, again, like I mentioned earlier, wanting to branch out to other games. So uh, I'm also looking for other interactive games like that. Uh, but Toontown, at the end of the day, is the main the, the main deal for me. Uh, and I just... I love it. So I encourage you to check it out. TeenTownWritten.com. You are <laughs> As if I haven't said that 500 it. times already. Selling it. Where can One, everyone go and, and find you, Smirky? Uh, you could go to, uh, so like on, on Twitch and stuff like that. Uh, you could go to twitch.tv forward slash Smirky. It's the word Smirk with a Y at the end. Um, you can follow me there. Uh, you can check me out on YouTube, the channel, the, the channel that basically got me started. Uh, Smirky Live is the name. It's a verified YouTube channel. Hard to miss. You can go check that out. Um, you can find me on Twitter, uh, Smirky underscore 16, because apparently the name Smirky is taken. Uh, I have Instagram as well. Uh, Reddit, just, you know, I'm, I'm all over the place. I have my own Discord server as well. Like I said, we're partnered. So uh, it's discord.dg discord.gg forward slash smirky yeah um shameless self promo there but uh yeah you know that's where you guys can find me if you have any questions i'm more than happy to answer them for you i you know one thing that i enjoy doing is just you know giving advice to to up and coming streamers you know no matter what the size is i you know yes i'm a twitch partner i care about how you're doing you know I, I, I like tell me how your day is tell me you know how your streams are going i i definitely want to know so um and i'm more than happy to to help you out uh, with that and if there are any questions that didn't get answered in this podcast feel free to message me or if you're listening to this after the fact you could always you know just find me on twitter or discord or twitch or whatever and come in and ask a question i'm more than happy to answer them
All right. I hope you enjoyed. You can reach Smirky at Smirky underscore 16 on Twitter if you have any questions. Smirky, we're going to have to talk about this underscore 16 thing. We need to get th- we need to get rid of that. Like that has to go away <laughs> immediately. <laughs> Make sure that you subscribe and comment if you haven't already. Leave me a comment. It's really one of the best ways to support a show. So if you could do that for us, as well as hit that subscribe button on your podcast player, we would really, really appreciate it. Uh, love you all so much. And it's honestly an honor to be able to work for you and do everything that we possibly can to help out you upcoming streamers about to take over the world. Honestly, remember me when you're all famous, okay? (laughs) We'll see you all next week. Bye.